0: Welcome to Securing America with me, Frank Gaffney, the program that's a kind of owner's manual for protecting the country we love against all enemies, foreign and domestic, to the glory of God and his kingdom. The dangers associated with the Russian invasion of Ukraine continue to escalate. Reports of the torture and murder of large numbers of civilians in Bukha and elsewhere are increasing demands for Western intervention they may also be increasing the risks that Vladimir Putin will decide to use tactical nuclear weapons to bring the conflict to a prompt end on his terms. Our first guest is a man who has studied these issues closely. He is a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute. His name is Peter Husey. He's an expert on nuclear deterrence matters, arms control, and related topics. He has since 1983 been a convener of an unbelievable large number of events, breakfasts, lunches, dinners, um, and nuclear weapons symposia, um, some 22, I believe, over the years. And he has also really, I think, helped shape an awful lot of people's thinking about these topics. And it's very good to have him with us. Peter Husey, welcome back to Securing America. Let me start by asking you a bit about the context here, Peter. Um, Putin is a man who has taken, I would argue, very seriously the idea of nuclear warfighting. We've told ourselves for a long time that, um, you know, it cannot be fought, it cannot be won, these nuclear conflicts. Uh, he doesn't seem to believe that. You participated in an important webinar that our Committee on the Present Danger of China convened. A about two weeks ago now, in which we explored that. Talk a little bit about some of the most important takeaways from that, which, again, people can see for themselves at presentdangerchina.org. Well, the issue is it used to be thought that if there was
1: a conventional conflict with Russia, it might escalate to the nuclear level, but that both sides would have an interest in not going there, because then you would go to what we considered Armageddon, which is everybody dies. It's mutual suicide. We called it mutual assured destruction, but technically, starting in the Kennedy administration, we tried to move away from that to more flexible capabilities. And Putin has, in 1999, took it one step further. He said, I'll threaten nuclear weapons right up front before conventional conflict to tell you, the United States, and your allies, back down. Don't come to the defense of your friends. And so, as Sun Tzu says, the, the acme of National strategy is to win without war. So you just walk in and take over. That's the issue that we're facing in Ukraine is how reckless was Mr. Putin going to be if he loses or wants to win quickly? Does he use nuclear weapons against Ukraine or against a NATO ally or a
0: military base in the region? Peter, let's talk a little bit about the doctrine that uh, more recently he's enunciated, and I think it's now agreed that it's uh, part of his canon, namely the escalate to de-escalate strategy. Um, what does that mean in practice, and how might it apply in a place like Ukraine? Well, what it means is that I threaten to escalate
1: upwards uh, with, more, with nuclear weapons in order to get you, Ukraine, and your allies to stand down and de-escalate, so I win, you lose. That's essentially what General Hyten talked about, the former vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs, when he announced this, what, six, seven years ago, when he said Putin is in that going in that direction. And what's interesting is the spokespeople and officials in the Obama, Bush, and Trump, and now Biden administration, have acknowledged in congressional testimony, that's in fact where Putin's going
0: or has gone and he has engaged in a very extensive modernization program not only of his strategic forces but also of these tactical weapon systems that uh, might well be applicable in the event he decides to do something in ukraine talk a little bit about um the fact that we have seen him not simply introducing new delivery systems of various kinds and new front ends new nuclear weapons that go on them but some exotic capabilities that might lend themselves to tactical battlefield use right in 1999 when he was secretary
1: of the national security council in russia he had put out a plan which when he became president he implemented he announced that he would in 2004 he said we're going to be And now going forward with this, we have 20, and Mark Schneider says, you have 25 nuclear systems that are strategic, I mean, long range. And then he said, I'll be done, I'll be done by the year 2020. Well, he's 89 point something percent done. And in the theater area, he's done all things that he's done of dozens of systems. But what's interesting, he has all different kinds of warheads and warhead effects where they kill people, rather than buildings, or they go after certain uh, types of targets. And it's 55% of everything he's building is not under arms control, as opposed to the United States, a couple percent. Okay.
0: And that's that's a question that we're going to come back to in just a moment, Peter. But before we do, just a, another facet of this, which I think is is hard to, well, overstate its importance. And that is To the extent that he's got a doctrine to use nuclear weapons, he's been putting into place a variety of systems that he thinks he might be able to use, perhaps uh, without fear of retaliation because of their unique and limited effects on, say, the battlefield in a place like Ukraine, a non-NATO member. Peter, um, talk a little bit about the kinds of exercises that Putin has personally presided over for most of his time as the top dog in the Kremlin. And what that suggests, again, about the degree to which uh, there may be an actual readiness to, well, engage in what we dog called the unthinkable. Well, part of it is this
1: coercion and this blackmail, this threat. And what he does is instead of just talking about it and putting it down on paper, he says, oh, by the way, this is what I'm gonna do. And he does these exercises with the Navy, with the uh, Russian Air Force, and both uh, all three land-based, sea-based, and and air-based systems. And he's done it in conjunction with guess whom? China. And they've done it in the Black Sea, they've done it in the South China Sea, they've done it in the Baltic. So basically what he's done is said, you may think I'm bluffing, but here's what would happen. And then the question is, we basically have to decide, do you want to get into that fight? And is he bluffing? Because how reckless do you think he's going to be? That's part of his strategy, which is to get us to stand down in a crisis, not just Ukraine, but any subsequent crisis is to basically get us out of the game before the game even
0: begins. Um, Talk a little bit about that China piece, uh, if you would, Peter, because uh, China has been engaging in its own nuclear weapons buildup, as you know. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty, I guess, as to how far China is prepared to go in supporting Putin, but what do we take away from these exercises in terms of a willingness to collaborate, even in, well, simulated, fortunately, to this point, nuclear attacks against the United States itself?
1: Well, as Admiral Richard, who is head of our strategic command in Omaha, who's the number one military uh, expert on this business, has said, China is engaging in what's called a breathtaking modernization of its systems, land, air, and sea. And they're under no arms control limits whatsoever. And what's interesting is China has built a 350 new silos out in Western China, all of which can take the DF-41, which is a 10-warhead missile. You can do the math. That comes to 3,500 warheads. And building silos is a pretty easy thing to do. Phil Carber told me the other day that China called up Ukraine in 1999 and said how do you build a mobile launcher for ICBMs which the Ukrainians did during the Cold War and during the Soviet Union that's what they specialized in and so china was planning this in 1999
0: peter i have to ask you to hold this thought we're going to come right back with more with peter husey of the hudson institute talking about nuclear war fighting and the extent to which we may be looking at that prospect, um, perhaps from Russia, perhaps with some help from its Chinese friends. Much more to say about all of this, and we'll do so in particular about what we need to do in response right after this.